Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Retroshade. I am, of course, your host, Heather. I am just so excited to be back here and recording with you today. Today, I'm trying something different. I'm syncing this up with my YouTube channel, so this can be a visual podcast now. We're going to see how that rolls. I tried to pull myself together to be like, quote unquote, camera ready, but the bare minimum has been done. And that's the way that we're rolling here. It is a dreary day and it's just about getting warm. Before we dive into the content for today, we're going to be talking about updates about Scorpio season, what that means, what that looks like, but also how to prepare yourself for Scorpio solar uh, eclipse that's happening. Um, And just generally talking about the eclipse portal, we're going to get into talking specifically about the Taurus lunar eclipse um, in the next coming weeks before that happens on November 8th. So stay tuned for that. But like something really pressing that we need to talk about is the fact that our queen, Taylor Swift, dropped Midnight on Friday, and I have not been able to stop listening to it as she does. She always, like all of her new music, whenever she drops an album, it has an absolute chokehold on me, and it really sets the scene for my life for a while. It becomes a personality trait, and I absolutely love this dance that I have with her. Um, And then I think that really we all have this dance with her and I think it's really beautiful and it's really fun to just get like caught up and lost in the music and especially when it's like such a big pop culture moment. It really brings us all together in a collective and I think it's really fun. What I'm really loving about the Midnight's album is that we're really getting like this new era of Taylor and it's coming from a place of her freely being able to express herself creatively. She's in the past in these different eras that she's had where she's reinventing. There's always something that she's like trying to prove. And I think part of that comes from working under a different record label Um, And the influence of just being a younger woman trying to navigate her 20s, like speaking as a woman who's done that, it's hard to do, let alone when you have the entire like eyeballs of the world on you and judging every single move that you're making. Um, And I just feel like now she's at a place where she's in a relationship where she's feeling supported and comfortable and can be herself. And that part of her life is done. And so now she just gets to explore the depths of herself and really just tap into whatever that looks like and set it free. I think it's just like, that's why we're getting such great stuff. I feel like she's really as horrible as the experience was for her about trying to get her music back and that whole lawsuit, I think the process for her of going through and re-recording and re-releasing everything, um, and it's really like a big mark of her taking back her power. And I think that that's what we're really seeing is we're seeing a woman come back to herself and really focus on making herself whole and really standing unafraid in her power. Like she is having the audacity to be wholly and completely and unapologetically herself and giving herself the space and grace to explore new depths to what that looks like. And it's like, I'm having a really great time. I think we're all having a really great time enjoying this ride. 
Um, but there's another podcast that I am absolutely obsessed with, Lost Culturistas. They're also big Swifties, and they have like this theory of the two different Taylors that exist. Taylor, who's more of like our folksy girl, she's the one who delivered Folkmore, Evermore, Fearless, the earlier albums. And then Taylor, who is our sassy revenge queen, who we got really like 1989 revenge rep- or reputation, um, those kinds of albums. And I thought it was really, really interesting. Like, I think Midnight's it's a compilation and a marriage between those two um but in Andy Hero the video she's literally Taylor and Taylor in the in that video if you haven't watched it go do it it was just like a real nod to them and I think also like they call their podcast fans like readers and the very last song on the 3 a.m. version of Midnight's, the last song is called Dear Reader. And I just, like, as a reader myself, a Las Culturistas reader, I just feel really seen by Taylor and, like, we, she's she's in on the joke. Um, I don't know how much validity in it, but in, like, creating fan fiction for Midnight's, I like to believe that that's the truth. And it's just, it's so fun. It's fun to get lost in this. If you haven't listened to Midnight, go do it. Like, it's such a good album. It's so fun. It's it's everything that we needed. As Queen Taylor does, she delivers exactly what we needed, whether we realize it in the moment or not. Next thing, I finally watched Hocus Pocus 2, and I genuinely thought that it was a really great movie and an instant classic. It is one that I will watch every single year. If you guys don't know, like I am somebody who loves to be consistent and make traditions out of things. So I have certain movies that I watch every single year. Hocus Pocus is definitely one of them. And Hocus Pocus 2, I think they did a brilliant job with it. I think like I was a little nervous going into it because there was a lot of like harsh reviews on it. And I think if you watch it, just meeting it for what it is, which is a Disney Plus kids movie, you're going to have a good time with it. Like lose the expectations of like what you have held the Hocus Pocus, the original to the pedestal that we have it on as like this cherished part of our childhood and nostalgia. And you just meet this one at what it is like giving it the same innocence of watching the first one. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by it. I know I was, that's how I went into it. And it was just really fun to watch the Sanderson sisters together again, kind of get like an origin story for them. Um, And I, like there was definitely, you know, kind of a touch on um, like humanizing the villains, but I think they did a relatively good job of just kind of like not explaining why Winifred was such a nasty bee, um, but just showing that, you know, it's not necessarily like one or the other. There are depths. There's emotion. She is, you know, still a person with a heart and a capacity for love. And I think we kind of got that a little bit, but not erasing the fact that like she is just a nasty person. Um, but there was something that touched me in the beginning where they're meeting this like witch who is initiating them into 
witchhood and she said like a witch is only as strong as her coven and that sparked something in me and um something that i've been working on to create for you guys um and it just kind of like i've been trying it there's been something that has been like trying to come through me to create for you but i haven't really been able to get it past like the brainstorming stage but that really sparked something in me so i've got something really exciting that i'm going to be putting together that i think is going to be really fun um within the next couple of months i think is going to be the timeline for it but it just really like got me excited just to you know create more and pour more of my energy in here and really just focus on creating our coven creating our community of badass women working on themselves to improve themselves that's always been my mission um but this is just really yeah it was just a really fun way to look at it and it just kind of hit me out of love feel and I got really excited about it but all in all I want to say that I really loved Hocus Pocus 2 and I think that everybody like if you had a tough time watching it watch it again but watch it with new eyes and just give it that sort of like fresh look and perspective like you would have done um with the first one watch it for the innocence and just meet it for what it was it it was cute it was fun it was light it was fluffy it was it was a stupid movie and that's what we need right now the world is tough and with a lot of cosmic energy coming up like it's just we just need something light and stupid to watch that's really fun and engaging so i would just like to um like give a big gold star to hocus pocus too um, okay, so what we are going to talk about today is talking about the energy of Scorpio season and then also touch on the Scorpio solar eclipse, which is happening, which is the beginning of this next um, eclipse portal and just talk about like what you need to know, some things that you can do because we know for an eclipse portal, we don't want to do anything that's active manifestation. This is really like the universe's way of like shaking the cosmic blanket of your life to make sure that all the pieces are falling into place and you are following your dharma. Um, and so it can feel really chaotic. It's full of big sudden transformations. And so that's like big rule of thumb, but we will get to that. No active manifestations. If that's, if this is as far as you make it in the podcast, just at least take that nugget away. Don't do anything active manifestation wise until after November 8th. Okay. Pinky promise. Okay, so let's talk about Scorpio season real quick here. So Scorpio season, the dates are typically October, like in and around October 23rd to November 21st. I've said this before, um, but we say things like roughly those dates because it does slightly adjust every year just depending on how the sun is moving and transiting the signs so it can be like a little that's why we want to look like people look at like the cusping and stuff like that because it can shift a little bit like by a day or so every year but pretty much most consistently it's October 22nd to November 21st the symbol is of course the iconic scorpion and Scorpio rules the eighth house and is ruled by Pluto so it's also a fixed water sign, which means that it has like a real emotional, reliable, emotional energy um, that builds an intensity until it's like strong enough to endure and push through all inner and outer obstacles. 
Um, and so it's also associated with like death, birth, psychology, and the metaphysical, emotional depths, its archetypes. So if you're trying to think of like what, like put a personification to Scorpio, you're going to think of things like alchemists or tarot readers, the modern witch, detectives, um, psychotherapists or psychologists, mystery writers, even rock stars. Like think back to like our favorite like 60s, 70s rock star people. Um, the shadow side of Scorpio is really tied into like jealousy and manipulation, revenge, big power struggles. Um, they can be really like secretive about things and resistant to trusting people, like letting their guard down and letting people in. Um, they can be obsessive and they can be destructive, especially self-destructive. They can be really compulsive um, and they can really kind of get caught up in their heads and live in a sort of like existential dread, like questioning what is the point of all of this? What is life? What am I doing here? Does my life have any meaning? Um, and then the light side of a Scorpio is really like transformative and being able to get to the beauty of the emotional depth, like getting through the muck and the mud to see that there is beauty through the messiness. Um, they can be extraordinarily expansive and they have a talent to uncover hidden dimensions and really stretch us. They're deeply passionate, explorative. And they are like deeply sexual, passionate partners. If you ever like have the opportunity to engage sexually with a Scorpio, like you are like a lot of the times, especially if it's like a healed Scorpio, a Scorpio in a good place, like you're in for a treat sexually. Um, they make phenomenal sexual partners. Um, their mission statement is about like, I transform. That's really their job. It's about like transmuting light into dark, transmuting energy. They are about evolution and growth. Um, and that's really like the gift that they really help to bring us, which brings me to my favorite segment, which is justice for Scorpio. You guys know that I love to push back on all of the tarnishing that these poor uh, signs end up having. And I feel no stronger for anyone than I do for Scorpio. Justice for Scorpio. First of all, like we need to talk about this. Like Scorpio gets such a bad rep and people are always digging on Scorpio and talking so much shit on them, especially talking about like Scorpio men and to like run and hide from relationships from them. But I just want to say like, first of all, we need to lay off of roasting Scorpio because we all have Scorpio somewhere in our charts. Um, and for us in our millennial generation, our Pluto is in Scorpio. So that's definitely like we all have like an active Scorpio placement. Um, but yeah, like it, when you look at your birth chart, you have a whole birth chart. Scorpio does exist, whether it's a planet there activating it or not, it does rule one of the houses in your birth chart. So we all have it. So anytime that you are like talking trash about Scorpio, remember that you are talking trash about a part of you as well. Okay. So let's just agree to take the heat off of Scorpio a little bit. Of all the signs, Scorpio is, of course, the darkest. Um, like, Scorpio just really is unafraid to go there, to get messy, to see the ugliest parts of humanity and really get in there and explore it. And that is what really scares 
the rest of us because it's really wanting to shine a light and talk about it and go to the things that we want to like hide and suppress and put away, not deal with because it's uncomfortable or scary or embarrassing. Scorpio wants to get there because Scorpio knows that until we look at those things, we can't really heal and move on from them. It's always going to be that energetic anchor that holds us back. So Scorpio is trying to give us the power and encourage us to not be afraid of these parts of being human, but to shine a light on it, to stare at it straight in the face and say, I'm not giving you the energy or the power to control my life. I'm bigger than you, so I can release you and move forward. And that's what Scorpio is here to do. Um, And that's how we really get to this point of being able to evolve faster um, and to experience more growth in our lives. It's when we have the courage to face those parts like those ugly, like hairy, scary monsters that live within us. When we stare at them straight in the eyes, we acknowledge them, then we can release them because we take the power back in ourselves. Transformation is like almost always met with pain or discomfort or at least some degree of messiness. And it's the process of going through the transformation that really stretches us. And it's asking us to shed who we once were in order to become who we're meant to be next. And that's really the spirit of Scorpio season. So if you've been feeling really stuck lately or you've been feeling like you have so much more to give, but you just haven't figured out how to do that yet, or you've been feeling like like you're stuck, like you're bumping up against your upper limit, or like you've hit a plateau in your life, this is really the season that is going to help you to break through, to let go. Um, and it's really like in the vein of letting go for new beginnings. That's the real theme of it, endings for new beginnings. So let's not be afraid of Scorpio season. We're humans. We go through evolution and transformation. It's a natural part of our process and our journey through life. And it's when we resist it that we create a lot more tension in our lives and when we can just let our guards down and lean into it, give into what we're being asked to do and embrace the change, embrace that there's something bigger and better coming for us, then it happens a lot more easily. I'm not, I'm resistant to say like easy or simple when talking about things like this, but you can make it more easeful. You can make it a more pleasant experience for yourself by just trusting, remembering that life is always happening for you, not to you. And that you know, even though like you may have to let some things go or um, some things may have to leave your life or they have to change the way that they currently exist, you have to experience that change in order to get to the next level, in order to receive the evolution. We can't keep doing things the exact same. We can't stay the same being um, and expect that we're going to reach new heights in our life. We're always looking to advance. We're always looking for more. We're always looking for abundance and manifesting. And you just can't do any of that without change. It's just not possible. 
Um, okay. So that is just a little bit of a breakdown on Scorpio season and what to expect over the next four weeks. Um, so now let's get into talking about this Scorpio solar eclipse. So let's start by talking about what the fuck a solar eclipse is anyways. These baddies always happen on a new moon when the moon is directly between the earth and the sun. And it's believed that it creates like this cosmic energy portal that's ushering in new beginnings. We know that new moons equal new beginnings. It's usually a time when we're setting new intentions, what it is that we want to manifest over the next six months. And eclipses are like a very powerful wild card. It's like a supercharged new moon. Um, and it's where the universe uses to either like turbo boost us forward or if we've strayed too far off of our true path, our karmic path, our dharma, we get like wrangled back into alignment. So I like to think of it as like the universe grabs a hold of the fabric of our life and does like a big shake up and you're either going to be shook forward or you're going to be like jarred back onto the lineup if you veer too far off of it. Like if you're off far to the side or on a corner, you're getting knocked back to the center. So they always happen um, on the lunar nodal axis. So these are your north and south nodes. And they happen over a period of like one and a half to two years and occur every six months. So we get our solar and then our lunar eclipse. And then in the next six months, it's the same cycle, same axis, but switched. So right now we're on the Scorpio uh, Taurus axis. So... Um, like if you pull up your birth chart or even look at like a chart of the sky now, you'll see that like Scorpio and Taurus are right opposite of each other. So that's the axis. So that's where our north and south nodes are existing. And right now the uh, sun is in the sun and moon are both in Scorpio and that's where that's existing. Um, so you can also look back to April 30th and May 16th, which is when our last eclipse cycle happened. And this is to help you get an idea of what is starting to pop up for you and what's like shaken up. Um, and it's really because like uh, these nodes that the eclipses are like such big changes in our lives and it's literally occurring on our destiny path. So that's why eclipses are like such big like life shakeups is because the north node and the uh the north node and the south node are being activated at this time and as we know our north and south nodes are like our nodes of destiny our south node talks about the uh lessons that we're bringing from our past lives into like the first half of our life and the north node is like our true north star the direction that our path is taking us through the lessons that we're bringing through through the rest of our lives what we're working towards the legacy that we're leaving in this lifetime, that kind of idea. Um, so this is a time to get like super clear and focus on who you want to be and how you want to live your life when you're on the other side of this portal, which will be after the Taurus lunar eclipse on November 11th. So sometimes it helps to think of yourself as like a little caterpillar crawling into your chrysalis. And on, um, November you will, and after this, uh, Taurus lunar eclipse, then you will be like on the other side of it, emerging as like a beautiful butterfly. So basically the solar eclipse is, like I said, like a supercharged new moon. And since Scorpio rules sex, death, and transformation, it's really giving the vibe 
um, of the questions that are going to be asked uh, that will surround like your evolution seems themes that are like how you live with others, your psychology, um, how you show up in your romantic relationships, your association with like your finances and money. Um, Scorpio really, really thrives um, in change, but specifically when change is done on its own terms and feeling more uh, motivated to accept your own awareness of the shifts that need to happen in your life in order to create space for what's to come with you. So while new moons are usually about new beginnings, because of Scorpio's influence in this one, it's really about endings for new beginnings. Like we cannot stress that enough. So we're going to be feeling in this portal, like feeling like there's a lot of things falling away, a lot of releasing happening during this time. Um, like more than usual when we go through eclipses because of Scorpio's association in this. So recognition of which relationships are worth your loyalty. And when we talk about relationships, we're talking about more than just romantic relationships. We're also talking about your platonic friendships, your family relationships, your work relationships, but also the relationship with yourself and really pulling yourself back to the point of which of these relationships are showing up just as much for you that they are worthy of your loyalty really tying into your worthiness along in this. Scorpio is really about your spiritual growth and with it being so tied up to our north node during this solar eclipse, it's also about releasing the things holding you back from evolving into your next level of your next level self. There is also a very strong influence of Venus in this Scorpio uh, solar eclipse. Venus is going to be conjunct with the moon at this time. So this can really lighten the feel. Um, uh, Venus is really romantic. This is where the influence of looking at your relationship with the value of yourself and with your finances and money that this is going to be really tied to, but also emphasizing the energy of Taurus in this portal because Venus rules Taurus. So you can see like there's a lot of like big influence, like double iterations of these energies in this portal. Um, but yeah, so Venus really likes to take its time and be romantic and soft and light. So it's really going to try and like balance out that Scorpio energy of that intensity that it's going to be feeling um, and really like putting that extra emphasis on your relationships. So I think with this eclipse, um, forgiveness is going to be a key theme as we're moving through it. Um, and it can take some time for this new chapter to begin, which is why it can feel really unstable for us. But trusting that the pieces are all coming together, like it's all about like that song and that dance and trust. Like trust is a big part of our our relationships. Um, and like when you're getting swept up in romance, whatever it is that you're doing, like creating that loving feeling, generating that being what's guiding you. It takes trust and faith. So think of yourself of, of like romancing the universe or being romanced by the universe. Take it, it. She just wants to take her time and likes to just like live in the moment and experience and be grateful and find a way to love everything that's happening. So when it comes to the idea of forgiveness during this time, 
forgiveness really comes from releasing yourself of any sort of like unpleasant emotions that are attached to things that we experience. It's not about condoning anything that we're experiencing, but especially as we're allowing things to fall away, we can allow things to fall away much quicker when we allow them to stop having any sort of meaning in our lives. So I always look to the practice of Ho'oponopono when I think of forgiveness, which is an ancient Hawaiian practice, which is so potent and powerful. And you can use this towards literally anything in your life, just anything that you wish to no longer have control over you or have some sort of like major influence in your life. This can be past experiences, past people, past past places, past memories. It can be with yourself that you're experiencing it. You can use it even preemptively, like when you're going into things or even in the present moment, if you're like feeling anxious. And it is, it can be as simple as just when you are feeling that attachment that you want to let go of, just saying this simple phrase, which is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you can say it as many times as you feel you need to. Um, or you can say it just one time, you can say it out loud, you can say it in your head, you can say it directly to someone, you can keep it private to yourself, you can journal it, however it is that you feel called to do it, just holding on to that and saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. I have used this practice consistently in my life and have found so much ease with it and so much relief. Um, that it's one of my favorite gifts to bring to people in my life and to share with. So during this eclipse season, as you are going through any struggles, as you're feeling the heaviness, as you are feeling things falling away, as you're feeling the frustrations, as you're feeling that ick feeling of having to face things that you didn't want to face, whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's just internally with yourself or it's with other people or coming to terms that you know your job just isn't working anymore, your romantic relationship just isn't working anymore and you've kind of taken it as far as you can or things need to evolve and you need to have tough conversations, allowing yourself to just hold on to this idea of forgiveness that this was a moment in time and it doesn't have to define you if you don't want it to and you can simply just Thank it for the lessons that it's brought you and the growth that it has brought you because it helped to shape you into the human being you are, which was a necessary step to get you to where you're going and just allowing it to fall away. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And that process helps us to allow that we also have accountability in every situation that we've had. We've all had a level of influence and a participation in every experience we've had for better or worse. We're not perfect human beings. So it's about accepting your responsibility in your life, taking accountability for your life, and acknowledging that you can let yourself and anyone or anything else off the hook. You don't have to hold on. You can let go and it can be simple and it can be quick if you allow it to. So I encourage you to let that be a a mainstay in your practice during this. It's a very passive approach. Um, It's just literally saying that phrase and just allowing it to fall away and just be gentle and easy with yourself. 
Um, so how to know uh, where to look on your chart to see what is coming up. You want to look for where your south node is located on your birth chart and then also look to see uh, what house is ruled by Scorpio in your chart. And so that is we really want to look to the house because the house is what will help us to know what area of our life is being impacted most. Um, so looking for where that south node placement is and in your birth chart and looking for what house in your chart is ruled by Scorpio. If those are doubled up, you're definitely going to be feeling this a lot more. Um, and I don't want you to be like scared about the fact that you're going to be feeling it more. Like remember that lesson that we're getting from Scorpio. This like when you're going through the big impacts, the big shakeups, things are really falling away. It means that you have really big transformation ahead of you. You have something so bright and juicy on the other side of this like transformation tunnel that you're heading down. And that's something that I'm constantly reminding myself of as I'm going through hardships and tough times is you know, I'm moving through this to get to something so much bigger and something so much better and something so much more aligned with where I'm going in my life and what I desire. So just always reminding yourself that this is all happening for your highest good. It's not happening to you. Um, so people who are going to be feeling this a lot as well, or people with their sun and rising in Scorpio, or people with other fixed signs like Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius, or anyone that has a lot of planetary action in those four signs of Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius. But everyone's definitely going to be feeling this. Everyone always feels an eclipse portal. It's just those folks may be feeling it a little bit more. So some important things to note, or just really one important thing that I want you to note, I've said it already in this, but respect the energy of this portal and just surrender. This is a, like very rarely do we actually, like as practitioners, astrologers, people who are working in this space, rarely do we actually tell you like how to approach your practices and how to live your life. We may give recommendations, but this is like the one time that we're like, absolutely do not do. <laughs> this is absolutely 100% of time to not be active um, or to do any sort of like rituals like you normally would during like a new moon or full moon practice. This is just a time to wrap yourself up in a cozy little burrito, take time to rest and reflect, to process, um, and to just go with the flow of this moment in time. Um, and the reason for that really is because of the chaotic energy that the eclipse portal does bring. Like it's all about sudden transformation. Um, so that can bring like some feelings of real instability and chaos. And when we think about those active manifestations and those practices that we do, we're really looking to like add in the energy of the cosmos in, to like help us charge up. So if you're somebody who like likes to charge your crystals or make moon water or like burn candles or any sort of like those types of things going for like a moon dip or whatever, like really, really resist that urge to do that because what you'll be doing, like if you want to charge your crystals or make moon water, for instance, the energy that you're going to be charging your crystals with is chaotic cosmic energy. And that's what you're going to be bringing into your life. And far be it for me to tell you how you want to live your life, but like you probably don't want to have any more chaos added to your life. 
So just give yourself a permission slip to like sit in the passenger seat, take your foot off the gas pedal and just coast through the next few weeks and just let LaLuna take the wheel, especially if you're starting to feel some real turbulence. Take a step back and just ask what lessons you can learn from this. So I want to give you, like before we wrap this all up, I want to give you some excellent things you can do that are really passive so that it can help you to move through this energy instead of trying to like call new things into your life. I had a conversation with my friend the other night as well. And something that I said to her was something with the eclipse portal is really about um, like we get really caught up in doing active manifestations and we can do too much and get in our own way because we're afraid if we stop the active manifestation that the thing that we're trying to manifest isn't going to come into our lives. And a big key in manifesting is detaching from, you know, the whole that it's going to happen because when we are constantly in this active process, we end up getting in our own way because the motivation behind it is really coming from a fear of not getting what we want. And so that's the energy that we're really putting into our manifestations is the fact that it won't happen, that we're not worthy of it because if we take our foot off the gas pedal, it's just going to pass by us. So this is really like an idea of trusting that you have set your intentions and that you have done enough that the universe has picked up on what it is that you've been trying to communicate and what you've been trying to do when you have been showing up enough and doing enough work that the universe is going to give you like a jump ahead point and like give you like a big boost forward and rewarding you for all that work. It's just going to give you like a big nudge forward, but it's trusting that you have done enough. And so you get to rest and recharge because that's an important part of being able to continue to show up as your best self, as the person who is worthy and the person who already has your manifestations. So that's one last bit. And then now we'll talk about the passive things that you can do um, to help you feel like lighter and move through this energy with a little more ease. So you can do things like clearing your energy through meditation or through journaling, slow down and really listen to your body, take rest as you need to. If you're feeling like you just want to curl up on the couch and just like take a nap or go to bed early, that's totally cool too, making time for rest. Remembering who the fuck you are and your worth, reminding yourself of that, giving yourself pep talks, um, trusting the process and allowing yourself to go with the flow, taking long baths, adding Epsom salts to it, lighting candles for yourself just to romanticize the situation and to relax and recharge moving your body in gentle ways like walk going for walks or yoga or spin um, or practicing breath work can be really good going and volunteering your time or making donations 
um, for local charities and supporting others, a way to give back to your community. Studying or learning something new or diving deeper into something that you've been curious about, really expanding your mind and reaching new depths in that way. Taking time to reflect, to speak, and to listen to the people around you and having conversations, going deeper into those connections that you have, or just even going in deeper into the connection that you have within yourself. Exploring hobbies that are creative, like painting or cooking or baking, or even sleeping. Sleeping is a great thing to do during the eclipse portal. And making sure that you are drinking lots and lots and lots of water. Can't stress it enough. With all this energy coming through, with all this transformation we're doing, water is truly the elixir of life. And it is what we need first and foremost above everything else. So making sure that you are really prioritizing your hydration. Um, So that is going to wrap us up, honeys, for our discussion on Scorpio season and the Scorpio solar eclipse. I am just wishing you an easeful transformation Um, And be gentle with yourself. If you want to chat about the energy that's going on or have any questions, um, you can find me on Instagram, slide into my DMs at the Heather Fisk. You can like follow this podcast, Retroshade, leave me a five-star rating and review, share with a friend. You can catch me on YouTube now watching this um, at the Heather Fisk. You can find me there. Retroshade podcast obviously is where we're at. I need to do some work to clean up this like exit part of it. I never know how to wrap these up. And I've said that before, but I just never know how it's going to go. Um, and then of course you can work with me, um, tomorrow, October 26th is when we are going to wrap up the thrive by design masterclass that has been up, but I've got some really exciting announcements that are happening tomorrow. So if you want to get in on what those announcements are, get on my email list, honey, you can go on to my, you can add yourself to my email list. Um, by visiting my website, heathercatherine.co, and at the scroll to the bottom and join the Vibe Check email list or slide into my DMs um, on Instagram and I will add you to the list and you will be among the first to know about those exciting details. Um, And of course, um, you can go to heathercatherine.co forward slash links, book a tarot, astrology, or human design reading with me all the things, guys. We've got so much that we can do together and really get into the season of expansion, learning the lessons that are coming up from us, releasing and moving forward. We're all about transformation and about creating a life that you are absolutely obsessed with, honey. That is the vibe over here. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and take care of yourself. Until next time.